Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. was just going to let another week go by and just let you guys listen to the holiday show because I've been just crazy, crazy busy trying to, well, give myself some me time. Uh, I did go through and clean out some stuff. I have a lot of stuff to donate. Man, we have an excessive amount of stuff here in this house. And I finally finally successfully made loaves of bread. I'm super stoked that I finally was able to do that. And then I did catch up a lot of my Alfred Hitchcock movies this week and just watching some stuff in on TV. Uh, if you have Amazon Prime, I highly, highly suggest uh, Sprung. It's only a couple of episodes, but you will not will not regret watching that show. It is so stupid funny. And I just think that you will enjoy it. Most of my listeners, I believe, would. Uh, Also, Deadlock, if you are okay with curse words and a lot of the C word, uh, because it is filmed in Australia, and apparently C word is just an everyday word over there, but it is a good show. Those two, uh, the two detectives on their work, uh, strangely well together after a while, uh, but it's good. Um, but, you know, it's early in the morning and, you know, the day before New Year's Eve. And I started scrolling through my Facebook page, you know, just drinking my American Pride Roasters Christmas Carnival coffee, which is like my new ultimate favorite coffee. But I was sitting there and I realized the date. For some reason, it didn't sink in that it's 10 years ago today that I lost a really good friend. It was 10 years ago, December 2nd, when I lost another good friend. And I guess the reason I felt the need to record because those two events 
put me into this weird spiral of depression. I don't know. I mean, I was, they died at 40 and like two months later I was turning 40 and not that I thought I was going to die, but I realized how precious life was and how I felt like I wasn't living it to the fullest. I wasn't experiencing everything I could experience and I felt like I was wasting every precious time not being busy, not going out, not doing something. I mean, the first week or so of their passing, I just kind of felt like I existed. I felt like there was what was happening in life. Like how do two beautiful, full of life women just die? And they didn't just die. I mean, they both suffered for months. Oddly enough, they both got sick in March and they both died in December. And I mean, that's just a weird thing to me, especially when it was somebody I knew. But then I like this light went off of me and I'm like, what are you doing sitting on the couch watching TV when you could be doing this and you could be doing this and you could be doing this. And then, and every time I wasn't doing something, I felt like I was wasting my time. Like I was wasting space. And maybe I did feel a little bit like I could be the next person to die And it set me in this weird spiral. And I don't know. I'm trying to remember every detail of 10 years ago. But the only thing I can remember was feeling sad. Even though I would try to go out and do everything, I still felt really sad. And every time I tried to just go out and drink and party and like I felt like that's what I had to do. I still felt alone, even though I was surrounded by a bunch of people. I felt alone. It took a while for me to come out of that. And thank God for my husband being (laughs) the person he is, because he endured a lot of my rage and anger and sadness and this weird thing I was going through that I don't even know why I was doing stuff. I just felt the need to do it. And thank God he stood by me. Because I don't know where I would be had he not kind of reeled me back in. But the reason I'm telling you this is because it is the holidays. And there are some people who feel sad There are some people who feel depressed. There are some people who feel like nothing is ever going to be better. There are people who just go down into the darkness and they never come back because they don't feel that there is a way to make it back. And that's untrue. That is so untrue because look at me 
here I am 10 years later. I honestly can't remember a precise moment when I just realized I was being self-destructive because it was 10 years ago and I'm old as F. But somehow I was pulled out. I was had that moment of awakening where you just know things need to change because while their passing was sad and while yes I was turning the same age that my best friends two of my dearest ladies had just passed away it doesn't mean it's going to happen to me you can't pull in their reality as your own just doesn't work that way your reality is your reality your reality is what you make happen to you and sometimes you might look in the wrong places for the for your I don't want to say savior but you're looking for something to make sense you're looking for something to click you're looking for something to help you and sometimes it's booze or drugs or something but it's not it's God it's Jesus it is definitely friends and family who love you sometimes it might be a bitter disgusting pill to swallow when they start confronting you about your behavior. But don't think that it was easy for them either. Because they just love you and they want you to know that. And when you're on a self-destructive path where you're doing stupid stuff and they try to talk sense into you, even though it's going to be hard to hear because it's hard to hear when you think you're doing what you feel is right, but it's wrong. It's not easy for them to confront you. It's not easy for them to sit down and say these things to you, but they're doing it because they love you and they want you to get the help that you need. I'm glad I had friends in my life who were able to vocalize things to me. And I'm glad my husband stood by me, even though I was a raving, total lunatic bitch. And I pushed him away. And in a relationship, when you have someone that loves you, In your darkest moments, you're supposed to hold on to them. You're supposed to lean on them. Because that's what relationships are for. You're not supposed to push them away. They're your crutch. 
and you lean on them and they will help you through anything. And in the end, all you can do is hope to come out stronger. And I feel that I have. And I just want you to know that if you're going through a hard time, do not think that you're alone. Because there's always someone who is looking to reach out and pull you away from that darkness. You just have to reach out your hand. And I don't know why I felt like I needed to deliver this message to you, but as soon as I was looking at my Facebook memories and I saw that post, I felt compelled to say this message. So there's got to be someone out there that needed to hear this. And I hope that you did. So now I am going to pause and I'm going to clear my eyes because you all know that I was crying and we're going to move on to some better, happier topics. Okay, now you can tell I sound a little bit better, Um, but let's get on to baking bread because <laughs> I made that yesterday and I am so ecstatic that I made this bread. I have been trying for two years to make bread. I kind of gave up for a while because I made bread. I was trying to make bread, trying to make bread. and It wasn't getting right. And I'm just like after like 10 tries, I'm nope, I'm done. I'm not doing this anymore because it's not getting right. I felt like I was wasting my resources, you know, your yeast, your flour, your sugar or whatever. So I just kind of gave up. Done done, done. So since I was off between Christmas and New Year's, I thought I am going to try again. It's one of the things I wanted to accomplish this week. I didn't accomplish nearly anything that I wanted to accomplish. My office is still a hot mess. Uh, I didn't get to do some things I wanted to do, but it's okay because I took some me time, which was desperately needed after the last like two years of my life, having no time to myself, uh, you know, having to have all this responsibility and all these errands and meetings and blah, blah, blah. I know, poor me, right? No, not poor me. Just telling you, this has been my life. So I decided I was going to take a day just to relax. I ended up sleeping almost all day on Tuesday. Uh, Or is it Monday? I'm trying to remember what day. Oh, Tuesday was the day after Christmas. So yeah, I basically slept the whole day. Um, and then I just did things here and there, but I didn't really do it as much as I wanted to, but it's okay. I have to realize that sometimes it's okay to sit and just relax. Uh, I have a hard time doing that because then I start running lists in my head of all the things I need to be doing. And then I feel guilty for sitting around. I got to stop that. There's no reason to feel guilt. The only thing that you should feel guilt about is not buying the best coffee on earth, which is American Pride Roasters coffee. I'm telling you the Christmas carnival, it's a limited edition and you better stock up because damn, this stuff is good. I could drink this stuff all the time. It's so wonderful. But there are so many flavors that you can get. The eggnog, the Christmas Eve 
you should have had it for Christmas Eve, but it's okay. You can rectify that by ordering it now. So go to AmericanPrideRoasters.com and get historically great coffee today. I mean, and they have so many options. Check them out. There's got to be a flavor that you will love because I think there is nothing that I've had from American Pride Roasters that I haven't fallen in love with. I love all of it. You know, you can get uh, coffees that are just actually coffee, like Brad's Brown Bag, or you can get flavored coffee like Watson's White Chocolate Caramel. I mean, there's so many options. AmericanPrideRoasters.com. Calm. So back to bread. So I found this recipe, which is simple and it worked. So uh, it's just two cups of warm water. I think it can't be anything over 115 degrees. I just took it out of the tap. <laughs> so no big deal. Uh, and then a quarter cup of sugar and one and a half tablespoons of yeast. So you kind of mix the sugar and water together, throw the yeast in, give it a little stir, and then let that proof for, I think it said five minutes. So this is where I ran into trouble (laughs) because I had yeast that was in my refrigerator that said it expired in 2021. And I'm like, I don't know, should I try this or shouldn't I try this? Well, I decided to try it. And it sat there and I'm like, it doesn't look like it's doing anything. All right, I'm going to use the new yeast I got. So I pulled that out of the freezer, scooped it in. That stuff you could tell was proofing right away. Uh, I went to get flour and uh, I decided to mix bread flour and regular flour together, which I think might have been part of the help that I got with this. And when I came back, I'm like, oh, damn, that first set of yeast is proofing. Good thing I have a stockpile of flour in my basement. So I went down and got some extra flour, uh, came back up. I ended up having to mix two batches of bread. And I'm like, well, let's even see if the first batch rises. So, you know, I, I used, I did a little cheat. I used my uh, mixer to mix the first part of it with the dough hook. And um, it started coming away from the side. So I thought, okay, good put it on the floured counter and I start to knead it and it's so sticky. It's like sticking to my hands and I'm like, oh crap. It's like all stuck to my hands. Like I, like I put my hands in paint. Like what is happening here? So I'm trying to like knead it. I am my gosh. I had to knead that so much before it started to come together and sticking. So it didn't stick all over my hands, but it worked. It, it, it happened put it in this container. I actually didn't even expect it to rise for whatever reason. I just thought it wasn't going to work. Start mixing the second batch and I'm like, oh, this feels right because it had that right consistency that I remember when I used to bake with my grandmother. So I kneaded that out, put that in something and covered them up and then started cleaning everything up. And by the way, I'm a hot mess when I make bread. I had bread on cabinets, which I don't even remember touching. I had it all over the floor, all over the counter. It was all over my shirt. I'm like, what is happening? I am such a hot mess when I'm baking. I need a cleanup crew. Like, where's hazmat? So I gave it an hour, like the recipe said, to raise this. And when I came back, the first one had rose so much. Had I not had the plastic over top of it, it would have went up and over top of the container it was in. I was in shock how much this rose. But hey, that's good for me, right? Because I needed that to happen. 
So, you know, punch that down, which by the way, if you've never punched down, like de-aired the bread like that, oh my God, that's such a satisfying feeling. I don't know why. Kneaded that again, broke it into two, put it into pan loaves, done. Let that rise a second time. Did the same with the second one. And I'm like, oh gosh, I'm going to have four loaves of bread if this goes okay. And it did. And by the way, my dinner last night was like four slices of that bread because I just randomly kept eating the bread because it was so good. I did give a loaf to my neighbor. She messaged me. She's like, this is really good. Uh, Good, because now I know that I can make bread and it's not just me that thinks it tastes good, which is great. It's great. But I felt like a little bit of a success because I've been trying to do this for so long and I did it like every couple of days I would try to bake and it wouldn't get. And I'm thinking, why is this not working? Why is this not working for me? So I just stepped away for a little bit and then tried again and it worked. And sometimes I think that's all we have to do is we try so hard to obtain something and we keep failing, we keep failing, but we don't know why. Take a step back, take a breath, refocus yourself and try again. Because if at first you don't succeed, you can try again, but maybe just take a break. Focus yourself and it'll happen. I'm wondering if sometimes we are just too into giving up that we try, uh, we fail. We try, we fail. Okay, well, that's it. Screw this. I'm done. And I kind of felt like that's where I was for a while with bread uh, because I was tired of failing. I hate being a failure. I mean, I know nobody likes to fail. Uh, nobody wa- Everybody wants to be a success and that's not always going to be the case. And we have to sometimes get our minds around that. Yes, there are going to be moments in our lives where we're going to try it. We're going to fail. But how do you move on after that? Do you self-destruct? Do you try again and keep trying until you figure it out? Or do you just stop and move on to something else? Um, I want to be as self-sufficient as possible. I want to be able to make this stuff. Uh, I would like to grow my own wheat and figure out how to mill it. But that's a whole other thing. And I need a lot more land. uh, And I need to be able to figure out that whole process. And I know there are people who uh, buy the flour, uh, buy the wheat and stuff, and then mill it down themselves. Um, But I would like to do the whole process myself. I also have to come to a realistic thing that I am turning 50 in like two months, a month and a half. And am I going to actually be able to continue to do stuff like that? Because the body is like, you know, honey, you pushed me around a lot. And I think this is going to be a big middle finger to you if you don't knock it off. I'll tell you, I have baked and cooked and everything on holidays for like 15, 20 people. And all I had to do was cook for me, my husband and my mom. And I was exhausted. Now, in my defense, not only did I have to cook it, but I had to pack it up and drag it into the facility, set everything up and then, you know, have dinner, clean all that up and then drag it all back home. So it wasn't just like setting up here and and putting it on a table. I had a little bit of extra to do, but it wasn't that much extra. But I was exhausted. 
And it's one of those realizations where I'm like, damn it, I am getting older. This is bullshit. I feel like I am still that 20 something girl. But uh, my body's like, no, you're like going to be 50 going on 60 and you need to slow the F down. And it's weird how your mind still feels like you're that young girl. And that's what I when I hear people say, my grandmother used to say it, you know, I still feel like I'm young, but my body tells me I'm not. And I understand that (laughs) every day I get older, I understand that. But. I want to still be able to do as much as I can for myself while I still can. And that includes gardening and canning and doing all that stuff, because I'll tell you, it's I always say I can because I want to be prepared. I want to be able to provide food. I have a friend of mine who was in a car accident and uh, she had a fractured sternum. So all I had to do is call her up and be like, this is all I have canned. What do you want so you can just have these meals ready? You don't have to cook. And we went through my pantry. I packed all those jars up and took them to her. And now she has all this wholesome food that she can have. And she doesn't have to worry about how she's going to have a meal while she recovers from this uh, accident that she had. So it's just something I like. And it, it helps out more than just me. And, you know, you can be prepared by going to preparewithmojo50.com and going to my Patriot Supply and getting freeze-dried food, which is good for 25 years on your shelf. Set it and forget it. It's basically what it is. So go to preparewithmojo50.com and don't forget to come back for the second half because we are going to get into some random acts of kindness. I'll bet you've noticed there are food shortages happening just about everywhere. If you think it'll get worse before it gets better, don't get caught unprepared to feed your family. Prepare with Mojo50.com. Americans not in the armed forces will get less of the common foods to which they are accustomed. But by rationing, by sharing what we have, and by using our food supply wisely, Our nation at war can still support a healthy, active people. The subject of this great wartime experiment in food are not white mice or guinea pigs, but human beings fighting for their lives. It probably won't be that bad next time. Prepare with Mojo50.com. What are you so happy about? I'm on the pill. Aren't you two a bit old to worry about having more kids? Not her. Me. Uh, you lost me there, buddy. Steel man pills. Things weren't always looking up if you catch my drift. So my doctor prescribed me a little something. Like Viagra? Yeah, but that's expensive and it wasn't covered by my insurance. Steel man pills cost me less than three bucks a pill and virtually the same effect. I just called and got over 40 pills for only $99. Uh, I have this friend who might be looking and... Well, if your friend wants some help, the consultation is free over the phone. No clinic. Steel man pills sends it in the mail in a confidential package. I'm on it. I I mean, my friend will be on it. Steel Man Pills. Going the extra mile to help men with erectile dysfunction. 800-485-3208. That's 800-485-3208. You want to wake up refreshed like you slept on a cloud. 
Get yourself the very best in bedding supplies today. You deserve it. Go to MyPillow.com and don't forget our very special promo code, Mojo50, for incredible savings. Mojo50.com and check out everything they have to offer. If you are in a colder region of the United States or just like a hoodie, go there and get their hoodies. They are high quality. I love these. I live in my Mojo sweatshirt. In fact, if you tune in to Ain't You a Peach tomorrow at 12 noon, you'll see me in my Mojo hoodie uh, with Leprechaun. We are talking about food. Of course, this fat chick loves her food and the new year. So tune in to Ain't You a Peach tomorrow at 12 and hear Leprechaun and myself discussing food and see my beautiful green Mojo sweatshirt. Um, but they have other apparel that you might like. They also have the Spend a Little, Save a Lot Home Improvement book by Brad Staggs. And then, of course, they have a list of all the schedules and shows. And you can read what they are, see when they're uh, airing on the uh, Mojo Five O, And then the donate button. That's right. Make a donation and keep this platform alive. Uh, we want to bring you quality content, so you might want to tune into some other shows. Not this one, but hey, what am I going to say? Uh, but, you know, you do have, uh, as an American, the right to free speech, and that's what this platform produces, is free speech. So make a donation, whether it's a one-time or a recurring donation, because we all want to hashtag live free. Now, I know I was very, very serious in the beginning of the show. <clears throat> Excuse me. It's weird because I just drank some coffee. So I think I wouldn't have a little bit of tickle in my throat, but I do. Um, but let's get into something a little more heartwarming and it will make the darkness in your heart feel all warm and gooey. We've all seen how ugly this world can be. This world would be with random acts of kindness. That's right. Random acts of kindness. Now, I realize we have not done these for a while because I was looking through my uh, listing of stuff and I was like, wow, I have a lot of random acts of kindness. So let's start picking those up. The first one actually took place in my home state of Pennsylvania. And, well, let's just read the story from WFMZ.com. They brought their hammers and their hearts to help someone in need. Joe Pallagrudo is a Marine Corps veteran who is now a double amputee. He says for the last year and a half, it hasn't been able... Okay, I'm going to try not to cry, but you know when it comes to veterans and dogs, I'm a sap. Uh, he says for the last year and a half it hasn't been able to get into his Sailorsburg home so Valor an organization 
that helps veterans came to give Joe an early Christmas present. Their motto is a hand up on the home front. Here is the mission for the day. We're going to build a 10 foot by 8 foot deck, said Valor volunteer Chris Swenda. After a few hours of cleaning up, measuring, marking, and cutting one board after another, the nail gun came out. Volunteer Bob Cruz nailed many of the planks in place. He said he builds decks for a living and was honored to pre- excuse me, participate in the build. Pellegrino soon had a brand new deck with ADA stairs. The rise is shorter and the trend a little longer, so it will allow someone with prosthetic legs to be able to get up those steps a little easier, said Glenn Lippincott, a Valor Director of Small Group Operations. When Joe used those stairs for the first time, it was thanks to his new friends. I'm overwhelmed and I feel like somebody cares about me. And that is exactly what volunteers wanted to accomplish. This is what makes my heart sing to do this kind of project, says Swenda. Now, Valor, <coughs> excuse me, is a group in my area that does help with um, local veterans. In fact, they did a huge food drive for uh, Thanksgiving. And... Uh, there's a group, if you go on Facebook, if you're on Facebook, it's called Spoonman Farms. Jason is the, not my Jason, a different Jason. He is the person who started it. He started like around COVID when it was like, hey, let's hang out together uh, on Facebook. And then it just slowly grew into bigger and bigger things. And he does like a drink of the day and stuff like that. But they also do a lot of veterans projects. So... Uh, he does the the Rees across America in December. He raises funds throughout the year by selling sweatshirts. Um, Wild Creek Honey, uh, which is a local honey manufacturer, also sells their products and a portion goes to help with uh, veterans uh, causes. So when they do stuff for veterans, they have this money and they also have what's called a veteran of the month. So every month they send like a sweatshirt, some, uh, I think it's a um, uh, coffee mug thing. And I don't know what else, but they usually, send, Jason will always send a personal letter along with it. So Spoonman, it's Spoon Man Farms. Uh, go on, find them on Facebook, join the group. I'm in that group. Um, and, you know, it's alcohol, it's camaraderie, and it's positive energy, and they do the veteran thing. You can nominate a veteran, and they will send them a package uh, every month. So it's just something fun, and all the proceeds from the sweatshirts go to help pay for the these shipments to the veterans every month. Just a little thing there. So, you know, if you want to do that, join and... Uh, you might see me posting in there because I, I, I used to post more often. I don't post as often in there anymore, but a lot of people like to share what food they're eating or what drinks they're drinking. Uh, there's a lot of positive messages in there all the time too. So just something I wanted to throw out there if you wanted to join it. Um, 
the building decks for veterans is just a small part of what Valor does. Uh, anyway, that was the thing we we raised. Uh, I think uh, they uh, the reason I brought up Spoonman Farms is because they they went in with Valor to do a donation. I think they ended up raising over three hundred pounds of food and donating like two thousand dollars worth of like turkeys and stuff for for Thanksgiving. It was amazing. Uh, but building decks is just a small part of what Valor does. We help to transition veterans from war to peace or to help them when they're struggling and they're un- underserved. I almost said undeserved. I'm like, that's bad. <laughs> what the heck? Underserved. Valor operates the major Paul Syverson Veterans Sanctuary, also known as Paul's House, to help homeless veterans and has motorcycle rides to help fund its operations. But organizations say most of its ability to help veterans comes from community donations. For more information on how you can get involved in helping a veteran in need, donate to valorclinic.org. So that's a little nice random act of kindness there to have a positive message towards the end of the year. And, you know, if you want something positive, I would say go to MyPillow.com. I love my MyPillow mattress topper, my MyPillow sheets, my MyPillow pillows, my my <laughs> my MyPillow towels. I know I'm a MyPillow freak. I love MyPillow. And you will love MyPillow too. So go to MyPillow.com and use the promo code MOJO50 and get amazing discounts. The other thing my husband has are his shorts. He loves the MyPillow like lounging shorts. Uh, He doesn't wear them as often now because it's colder out. But in the summer, he'll put those on just to putter around the house and then just lounge around watching TV at night. They're comfy. They're cozy. So MyPillow.com. Use the promo code MOJO50. All right. The next random act of kindness is going to be an audio clip and this is going to come from CBS and it was actually posted on someone's TikTok page. So I hope uh, this comes through okay. I'll send the link out if you want to watch it, but it's actually a really nice thing that they're doing at this school. Oh my sweet Lord. Akbar Cook calls it the big room. Whatever you guys need, we have it. (laughs) The place where he stores hundreds of donated bottles of laundry detergent, fabric softener, and dryer sheets inside West Side High in Newark, New Jersey. We've been getting a lot of community service, you know, help from all around the state. The big room was a solution to a big problem. My kids weren't coming to school. Good morning. What's up, baby? Good morning. Some of Cook's kids, he calls them all his babies, weren't showing up because they were wearing dirty clothes and getting bullied. I think we really put the microscope on basic needs of kids. Like we, Everyone wants the high test scores. Everyone wants them to perform well. But if the kid don't feel confidence in just coming to school and being that person that we know they can be, then what are we doing? Before you raise the SAT scores, how about giving somebody some clean clothes? There you go. Fight for that baby the way you want them to fight on that test. The famous washers and dryers. I got Today, Westside has five commercial-grade washers and dryers. Deshaun Denny and Brianna Singleton use them all the time. When you first got it, I ain't going to lie, I was kind of scared to bring my clothes over. But I just, I struggled it all. So when I went to cook, I asked them, yo, can I use the, um, the laundry mat? He like, no, you good. We know about family in here. You could bring it anytime you want. We have a test coming up in about two weeks. Principal Cook, who grew up in Newark, also started a program called Lights On. 
He opens his school from 6 to 11 p.m. on Fridays during the school year and three nights a week during the summer. 6 p.m. to 11 p.m., you're supposed to be home eating dinner, doing homework, yes. sleeping. That's not the case. My babies are taking care of their younger siblings. Their parents are either working hard and just got to take all these odd jobs, or the parents are not there at all. The kids use the gym, dance, and are fed warm meals. It is a long way from what Westside was just a few years ago. In this line of work, I have to go undefeated, because if I lose, I could lose a kid's life. So you have to just keep this pounding the pavement. Like, I'm not this, this genius. My babies came with a, a, a obstacle, and I have to help them navigate it. Even though we students, he treat us more like we his child. Like, we could come in with a bad day. We talk to him. He make our day better. That's pretty cool. Yes, it's dope. <laughs> Good morning. How you doing, Ma? It might seem hard to believe that one person could clean up a school and a whole neighborhood. But in Newark, the proof is in the principal. This is selfless work that we do. No one goes into to education thinking they're going to get rich. You're not getting a medal at the end of the day. No, sir, but I, I have a, a gold medal around my heart from the... A gold medal around his heart is absolutely right. I didn't realize that thing goes on for like a whole other minute. But it is proof that one person can make a huge difference in someone's life. This guy, he could just be like, whatever, they're not showing up. That's on them. But he realized what the problem was. And a simple solution. Having laundry soap. Having washer and dryers available. Listening to these kids who don't have the support system they should have. And that is a whole other show. That is a whole other thing that we need to realize is that the reason you have a family is because that is your support system. And that is what's lacking in today's society. But he's not letting that be an obstacle. He's just being the friend that they need to listen to them. He is being the person that is like, you know what? Come on, let's go talk. And we all need someone like that. I mean, beginning of the show, 10 years ago, I had basically a breakdown because I had lost two of my closest friends, like 28 days apart. It's hard. It sucks. And I didn't know how to cope with it. And I didn't, you know, surprisingly, I didn't want to talk about it. I just acted out. Uh, like I was a kid for whatever reason. I just wanted to party and I wanted to be out dancing around and drinking and doing whatever. And that's not what you do when you're 40. I'm sorry. It's just not what you should be doing. But I'm glad I had a support system who was like, hey, come on. This is not what you should be doing. And I'm glad I had the people in my life who stood up and spoke up and, and said something. And that's just what these kids need. These kids need someone who's going to listen, someone they can trust, someone who can help them with things like laundry. Laundry is like a basic thing. And I'm glad that they have this. Now, this next girl, this next random act of kindness. I absolutely love this story because it has to do with gardening. But it is an Iowa teen who farms an acre of land to fill food banks with fresh vegetables. 
Uh, her name is Lauren Schroeder, and this story is off of Fox News. Um, she's growing up on farm means rarely having a meal without a plate, without vegetables on the side of her plate. When Schroeder, 17, was volunteering at a local food bank three years ago, she couldn't help but notice the grocery bags being filled for those in need were without fresh produce. And she decided that she wanted to help. I saw exactly what went into those packages and it got me thinking, what can I do? Because there's no produce in there at all. So Schroeder asked her parents if she could use a portion of her family's farm to grow produce for the community. They had some logistics to figure out, but they were ultimately on board. The high school junior has raised livestock like pigs, sheep, and rabbits for her 4-H club, but when it came to farming veggies, she knew she had her work cut out for her. It was different than I expected because I have never done anything like this, she said. I've always helped mom with our small garden, but that we have at home, but it was just a much larger scale. I first had to learn about the tillage of all the land to make sure that everything would go into the ground easier. Then I had to learn about the different produce that would go in there and how would I grow things and with the watering. With all the help of her siblings, parents, and a grant from the National FFA organization, Schroeder farmed half acre her first year and kept it simple with a few vegetables like tomatoes green beans peas and lettuce five community organizations benefited from the first year's harvest i was like okay this is much easier than i thought it would be just because of the vegetables grew really well so i wanted to keep adding more things in her second year she expanded the farm to a full acre and added more than a dozen new crops, including herbs, white pumpkins, broccoli, and sweet potatoes. This year, she helped nine nonprofits with fresh food. In all, she has grown 7,000 pounds of produce to give away, worth roughly $15,000, and spent about 1,000 hours growing the crops. Her grow Sorry, her goal for next year is to expand the farm to two acres and donate to 12 organizations. And though she doesn't plan to make a career out of farming, she says she'll continue to grow produce for organizations and donate her time. Her philanthropy has inspired others in the community to step up. Once word spreads about her efforts, she received donated seeds and other offers to help. Uh, the community has really helped me. They've given me support. They've seen what I've done. I'm so thankful for everyone, especially my agriculture teacher, Mrs. Ms. Jenna Kingsley. She's the one who helped me with the grants and the exploring different options and helping me be the person I am today, as well as my mom. She's mainly helped me, too, throughout the whole thing. That's a beautiful, beautiful story. And Lauren, I love you. I love the fact that you saw a need, you're filling it. And, I mean, growing vegetables is one of those things that I love. <laughs> I love, you know, going and growing the stuff. There's, if you don't garden, I don't know if it's just me that I find this inspiration in finding, excuse me, these amazing vegetables and fruits and it's like you're taking this tiny little seed and you're making something that is going to fill you it's just I can't really explain it but it makes me 
makes me very, very happy. Um, and I think that's all. Nope, I have one more. Boop, boop, boop. I, like, I know I have these here and I have them bookmarked, but for some reason I can't find them all. But uh, this is... I'm going to cry, so just be prepared because it has to do with dogs. <laughs> uh, I'm going to need to like... Everybody's going to think I had a bad morning. My eyes are going to be all puffy when I go run my errands. For most children, a birthday is a time to request a coveted gadget or tear open an eagerly awaited toy. But for his ninth birthday, <laughs> Ethan Katz told his parents he just wanted to save dogs. I already love this kid. I was just a bit surprised that he didn't want a toy. Or, or some kind of gift or something. But this is just who he is. Liz Katz told, which is Ethan's mom, told Good Morning America. The Stevensville, Maryland boy and his father got to work designing t-shirts. The website where Ethan sold his t-shirts for $20 explained the boy's mission. My name is Ethan Katz and I'm eight years old. I love dogs. I have two dogs and they are very sweet. My birthday is May 29th, and this year for my birthday, I want to raise money for my favorite organization, City Dogs Rescue. We rescued my dog, Brooklyn, from City Dogs in November. I made this t-shirt to sell for City Dogs. Ethan's efforts raised nearly $3,000, which was donated to City Dogs in Washington, D.C., a nonprofit that saves dogs from kill shelters and finds them homes. Ethan's donation was enough to save 10 dogs from euthanasia. I have two dogs at home and I love them so much and other dogs too. My grandfather, foster, my grandmother fosters dogs and my whole family pretty much uh, explaining why he was inspired to raise the money. If you're upset, my dog Brooklyn will make you feel better. All dogs make you feel better. A post on City Dogs Rescue website later uh, last month acknowledged Ethan's efforts. Thank you, Ethan, and happy birthday from all of us here at City Dog Rescue. Admirers also added their congratulations for Ethan on the Facebook page. Ethan, you are truly amazing. Thank you for your selflessness and compassion. You were a role model for all of us kids and adults alike. Aw, that's so sweet. So, which brings us to the rescue of the month. Sweet, sweet uh, street life to the sweet life.com. Um, I cannot tell you how many I'm spelling it wrong. That's why I can't get onto their website because I'm an idiot. There we go. Um, she is building a facility in Texas because you've listened to me, you know. Texas is a shithole when it comes to dogs. People, fix your dog. Spay neuter clinics are available all over the place. Just get your dog there. Then you can get them fixed either low or no cost and stop dumping your dogs. I just saw... I'm not going to even get into it, but anyway... Uh, this woman, I can't remember her name off the top of my head for whatever reason, but you can follow her. She is on Facebook. She's on TikTok. She's more active on TikTok and Instagram. 
but she bought land and she's trying to build a facility and she is looking to um, have this tech, uh, rescue. She is a 501c3. Uh, she is needing to, she has three acres of land. And with this uh, facility that she's building, she should be able to, I think she said 359 dogs easily every year because she'll be able to house them get them care she'll have like a safe drop-off area but if you can donate uh any donation will help i mean you can make as small as five dollars skip your cup of coffee for the day or make it at home or you know one donation can help so go to street life for to the sweetlife.com help them build this clinic in texas which is desperately needed because i don't know i don't know what's going on in texas people but the the dog population you gotta fix your animals you cannot just keep breeding and then dumping these dogs it is not fair to them they are a living creature and the rescue videos break my soul (laughs) sorry uh but try to make a donation if you can to Street life to the sweet life.com. Uh, help them get this built and, you know, they can help re- save animals in the Texas area. Um, she, she does do a lot. Like I said, she has, um, she transformed her home to try to help save dogs, but she's officially a 5013C. So get your donation in now. It'll help with your taxes. And, um, uh, you know, help save a dog's life because that's what she's trying to do. We're reaching near the end of this show and I want to thank you for tuning in. And I know that I was a little bit heavy in the beginning of the show. Uh, That's why I wanted to end it on a positive note with some random acts of kindness. But I do want you to know that you're not alone. And I know my life has changed a lot in the last 10 years. I am a stronger person than I was 10 years ago. I have gained a lot of knowledge over the last 10 years. And I just realized this is my 150th episode. (laughs) 150 episodes. And some of you still listen. Why? Why? But I thank you. I thank you for listening. I thank you for tuning in weekly to listen to my rantings, to laugh at my tears. And I know some of you laugh and don't say you don't because you would be lying. But I want to thank you all for tuning in every year, every episode. Uh, Some of you who join the podcast, uh, I appreciate that every, every time. I love some of the people that I've met through doing this podcast and we're all like a big old family a colony of beavers just trying to get through this crazy world and I appreciate your support I you know couldn't keep doing this show if I didn't feel like it was touching someone and no 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 it's not inappropriate touching Rusty get that out of your head I know that's what you're thinking but stop it stop it And, you know, I wouldn't be 
able to do this if I didn't hear Rusty say, Fat bitch. Yes, there it is. I had to play that because it's uh, it's a going on joke. And what better way to end the year but on a little bit of a laugh. And, you know, uh, I just, it's crazy how you look back at life and you think, wow, I really did that or that was me or you grow so much and so many things change. So just remember that when you're feeling alone or in a dark spot and you feel like something isn't going to be right, it will correct itself. Just reach out to someone. You can reach out to me. People do on social media all the time. And remember, as you enter the new year, don't let the world get you down. You just say, damn it. And you move on. Happy New Year. This is the seditious, rabble-rousing, liberty-loving, home of fun, entertaining, and compelling talk. Mojo 5 